This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Okay, let's flip it over to the Ravens offense. And this is an offense that finally is just being themselves. They're being who they are. They're being what they're good at. Uh, and I would like to think that they are going co- to consistently be that way down the stretch. You and I already talked about this, Cordell, that, you know, running game has trended up. Well, who does the run game best as of right now, I mean, you can say the Chicago Bears, whatever. That's a very recent trend um, because, ironically, the Chicago Bears admitted that they have stolen some plays from the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, right? So that has contributed to what they've done the past few weeks, I truly believe. So listen, okay, the student is a little bit better than the teacher at the moment, but the Ravens do this best. They know how to run the football. They have a quarterback that can run the football. Oh, by the way, Coach Harbaugh said Gus Edwards was out there practicing, which tells me that he'll probably be playing on Sunday. Um, Not really sure on the situation with Mark Andrews. He admitted that he had limited practice. But either way, the fact that Lamar spread the ball around pretty well um, to his receiving group in the New Orleans games uh, game gives you confidence that that's something that he will continue to try to do down the stretch. Uh, this is going against a defense, a Carolina defense that is 26th in takeaways and 24th in points per game that they're giving up in total defense. So if you're the Ravens, Yes, I'm completely aware of Brian Burns. I know we're going to talk about him pretty extensively uh, in this segment. Overall, though, as a team that has a top seven offense going against a defense like this and having their strong guys come back, I think that that's a positive sign here. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's it's hard to dress this up and make this sound interesting. I mean, the the Ravens outmatched the Panthers on both sides of the ball. Um, the Carolina, what both when Carolina has success, they're running the ball well, and their defense is getting off the field. Um, they have guys like you mentioned, Brian Burns, that can get to the quarterback. Um, but it's it's as a unit, they're not great. I mean, you look at it. Passing wise, the bottom half of the league, uh, really kind of more so middle of the pack as far as passing yards allowed per game. Rushing their bottom half of the league, giving up uh, 139 yards, almost 140 yards a game on the ground. And they're facing a Ravens team right now that's second in the NFL in rushing. And the Ravens, albeit, uh, like you said, I think that they're still one of the better still possibly the best rushing team in the NFL. Uh, they The Ravens average 168 yards on the ground um, a game. So I, you, you look at a situation in this where 
maybe the passing game can kind of wake up against this team. And obviously Mark Andrews would be a big piece of that if he's able to play. Um, him practicing on Wednesday in limited fashion is a step in the right direction. We'll see how the rest of the week goes. Um, but I, I do think that a lot of people have talked about, and I think we had this discussion too as far as whether or not certain guys like Mark Andrews or Gus Edwards will play in this game because they may not need them to beat the Panthers. And I, I don't I don't think that's the mindset that they're going to take. I, I, I really think that if these guys are able to play, they're going to play. Um, and and it's just tough to go into – it's tough to buy into your own hype. I think that's the big key here for the Ravens, to not get caught up into your own hype. Don't get caught up into looking at the schedule and having everybody around you tell you that, oh, yeah, it's laid – the red carpet is laid out for you. You know, you could possibly run the tables the rest of the, the, rest of the season. Like, <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't feed into that, and I don't think they will. Coach Harbaugh's teams are historically very good coming out of the bye. So he's going to have these guys ready to play. Um, offensively, the big plays haven't been there for the Ravens a lot this season. Maybe this is the week that it wakes up against a team like the uh, like a team like the car uh, the, the Carolina Panthers, especially their defense isn't necessarily one that scares you. Right. They can make plays if they're in the game. It's it's tough. You it's tough to really gauge this team based off this off the numbers because the numbers are going to say that they're terrible. Yep. Um, but when you watch them. They in, in in their few limited successful games this season, even the games that they've lost, they haven't been blown out in every game that they've played this year. They played some teams tough. Um, their defense can hang around, but ultimately, can the rate can the Ravens do what they always do, which is wear defenses down, control the ball, control uh time of possession, and really get to the second half and just run you out of the run you out of the stadium. Um, with Gus Edwards being back potentially this week, it gives them a very good chance to do that. Uh, I want to see if Lamar will make the concerted effort to spread the ball around the way he was able to do against the Saints. It's a different story once Mark Andrews is on the field. And um, I'm, I know he has trust in a lot of these other guys, but obviously he doesn't have the trust in them that he has in Mark Andrews. I really want to see if he can find a way to get consistent with spreading the ball around. If he can, I think that'll be a huge step for this offense. Absolutely. And that's my thing. I, I think that what happens here is that if you continue to be consistent about what you did in New Orleans, I think that that's the key to success. We know that you're going to run the football. That's not going to be an issue. You're going to run the ball. But the, the key is finding ways to get other guys involved. And that's what I asked him, you know, at the presser yesterday, because at the end of the day, we know Mark Andrews is, is a beast. We know that he's one of the top players, not only on the Ravens, but in the national football league, there's nobody that's going to argue about that. That doesn't mean that Mark Andrews should always get the ball either, just because he's one of the top players in the national football league. You have to get other guys involved because Every defense knows you're going to want to go to 89. That's basically, that's not rocket science. You know what I mean? A second grader can come up with that. So what do you do to mitigate defenses um, trying to zero in on Mark Andrews? And that means getting other guys involved. And, I, and honestly, and sorry that, not to cut you off, but really just to even get more specific, I think they need to find a way to get other guys involved on third downs 
because okay. third downs is when you know Mark Andrews is going to be the target. Somebody else has to show that they can be uh, depended on when you got to get the first down. First and second down is totally different, but third down, especially passing situations for the Ravens, everybody knows that they're looking for 89. And even in the red zone, they have to find ways to break tendency and get one of these other guys to step up, I think, specifically in on situational downs like third down. I agree. And, and you know, it would be really nice to see guys like James Porsche. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Couldn't help myself. Sorry, Steve Smith. I'm always – Make a joke about that because you talk really high about a guy whose last name you couldn't even say. Um, <laughs> At least you talk it high about him. Oh, for sure. For sure. I would love to see Prochet get, get more touches because, look, although he only had two catches, he had two targets. So he caught the targets that he was supposed to catch. So why not get him more involved into this offense? Why not get Duvernay back into this offense like we saw a few weeks ago? Why not get these guys rolling likely, you know, a guy that we were high on coming into the season, get those guys involved. And that way, then they'll start finding ways to single Mark Andrews and then it can get nasty out there. It can get real nasty. If you start, if you take away the ideal from defensive coordinators that Mark Andrews is going to be your guy and that you have to figure out who's the next guy, because it could be anybody, quite frankly, right? right? Like, as of right now, the Ravens don't, like, have a solid number one. You know, DuVernay is probably, like, a solid – maybe somewhere else. He's a, a, he's definitely a three, maybe a two somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? But they don't have, like, outside of Andrews, they don't have a guy, right, that you are specifically zoning in on to say he's the next threat in line, right? right. So that, to me – potentially works in the Ravens' favor because if you're getting single coverages, if you're getting Andrews doubled and you're getting single coverages on other guys and we've seen other guys make plays in single coverage, get the ball to those guys. It's yeah. real simple math, I promise you. And that can help get this offense rolling. That can help. Look, and also passes in the underneath, passes in the flat. Those help as well in terms of, you know, just getting the short yardage situations or potentially having the one-on-one the -on -one matchup of a defender missing for a longer, you know, um, a, a yards after the catch. There's so many things that really can be done. And I just really hope, because we obviously don't know if Andrews is going to play. If I had to guess, I'd say no. But if he does, I we really have to find a way to not make Andrews the focal point because that's what's going to get defenses confused about who they should be covering next. And then that way that can open up Andrews. Oh, and then that way the running game can continue to be great. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned James Prochet. I think he's a guy that could definitely be that third down, you know, that, that third down safety net for Lamar. If there's anybody else on this offense right now that I feel like can consistently be there available for you in third and medium situations, I think James Prochet, could, that's, that could be the role for him. 
um, because he's sure-handed. He can't, he's not necessarily a burner, but he he's a great route runner. He can get enough separation to give Lamar uh, a window to throw the ball in. And the thing is, I mean, unless they're in zone coverage, a lot of these guys aren't getting more than one guy attention. You know, it's a lot of one-on-one matchups going on out there. Mark Andrews is typically the guy that they're focusing on. So that's kind of what concerns me, at least from the wide receiver standpoint, is that these guys aren't consistently winning uh, their one-on-one battles. They're not necessarily getting the ball a ton, but even when Lamar has his accuracy issues, there's nobody on this team that can make up for that. Lamar has to throw a perfect ball uh, every time to these guys. And I, I just want to see somebody step up and start making a play for their quarterback. I also would love to see Lamar be a little more accurate, uh, of course, but you know, it's a part of the game. Quarterbacks aren't always going to be able to put the ball right on the numbers. You got to have somebody that can make up for that uh, and, and be able to make a play for their, for their quarterback down the field. And right now, it hasn't been anybody to show that they could consistently do that. Devin Duvernay, when he's gotten opportunities, has uh, done it. But that goes in back to Lamar and trusting guys more. I'm not. I'm not saying throw 50-50 balls to Devin Duvernay right. uh, on a consistent basis, but give these guys a chance. You got to. You got to get their feet wet. And I think the more opportunities they get, they get uh, the the better they'll be. I just feel like. Um, I agree with you. I think that when I look at the Bills play, if, for instance, Josh Allen had a, a play. Uh, he didn't play well on, on last Sunday. That's obvious. But he really should have had more turnovers. There was one particular play where he completely overthrew um, Stephon Diggs. And Stephon Diggs, like, goes up. Like this was a uh, like like this was a combine <laughs> um, skill competition, and like just leapfrogs in the air to bring this ball down because if he doesn't, there's a safety behind him that's going to pick that ball off, and you need that. That's the type of dude you need. I have no idea who that dude is on this team. And now is the time to be that dude on this team. If you're the Devin DuVernay's, if you're the James Prochet's, if you're the Tylon Wallace's, if you're the Isaiah Likely's, now is the opportunity to show somebody that you can be that guy, that you can step up and be the guy that they really need. Okay, for instance, um, we saw, you know, in the, the Saints game, when Lamar fumbled the football and then he he gets out, you know, the pocket and he throws like a 50-yarder down the field. I think that's to Deshaun Jackson. And Deshaun can't make the play. And a lot of people will say, well, you know, the defender made a good play. And that's fine. I mean, that could go either way. I'm just making the point that I just feel like that if, if they had a guy, a guy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That play, that's a better play for the, off, for the offensive player. You need a guy that can finish that type of playoff. And I, I just think down the stretch – if you are serious about this run this and, and potentially this playoff run, because at the end of the day, Cordell, the Ravens could potentially be in line for a number one seed. I know I sound crazy saying that, but I, when you start looking at what the Chiefs have remaining in terms of like their divisional opponents, um, in terms of what the Bills have, and we know the AFC East is just ridiculously, condensely good, um, there's a possibility that – the Ravens could really make a run and and push for a number one seed. So somebody, in order for that to happen, somebody on offense has to step up, not Mark Andrews. Somebody has to be that person to say, 
I'm willing to take over since Rashard Bateman is not here. I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that can be relied on. I want to be the guy that's going to be able to make the plays. And you will see how different this offense looks if somebody finds a way to be the, the next guy up to make this uh, a passing offense go. Yeah, it'd be nice if they had that guy. I, I, I don't know if they have that guy on this roster, uh, but it'd be nice if somebody was a surprise um, type of guy. And really, they don't need to even be spectacular. I just think they just need guys on a, across the board, from Lamar to these receivers in general. I think all of them, if they all took one more step forward, it would go a long way in this offense. And that means Lamar hitting on some of these layup passes uh, that he hasn't hit on on a consistent basis that would mean these receivers – getting set more separation, beating their defenders in one-on-one matchups. Um, if, if those things happen just on a little more of a frequent basis, I think we'll see this offense take a huge step forward. Looking forward to it. The Raven, look, regardless of all of their flaws, they are still one of the top offenses in the National Football League. I mean, <laughs> I know we, we argue, we fuss about what they don't do week by week, and yet somehow, some way, they, oh, yeah, still- they get it done. They get it done. And this, like I said, this could be the week where the, you know, they they have a big day offensively. This could be the week where they explode specifically in the passing game. Uh, it'd be nice. Honestly, despite, it'd be nice. Yeah, despite all of their issues, the Ravens are currently fourth in offense and points per game. Fourth, guys. As, as much as we complain, fourth in points per game. So, you know, and, and that's in nine games. And there's a lot of people on, in, on this list that has already played 10 games. So that should tell you a lot about what this Ravens offense can potentially do and, and what we would hope that they can continue moving forward.